change the caption of the podcast where the world really is your oyster after all. Hello y'all, welcome back to Change the Caption, the podcast season two, episode four. I am so excited for today's episode. We're going to be doing a solicited advice column. I got all the questions from the podcast Instagram at Change the Caption and I'm so excited to just catch up with you guys. I wanted to start off the episode with just a brief life update before we get into the intro that I do every single week. So if you guys follow my personal Instagram at GraceDanielYT where I do a lot of the behind the scenes of things, you would know I usually record this podcast podcast the day before it goes up. I'm very much like try to keep the podcast as relevant as possible with what's going on in my current life. This week I'm recording a few days early, which is probably what most people in the um, podcast industry do, but it feels weird for me. So when I'm recording this, I'm actually about to leave for a music festival in Tennessee with my best friend. I'm so excited. We're going to Bonnaroo. I went in high school and vlogged it and made all this content out of it and it was an amazing time and I'm doing it again. So very happy about that. When this episode is going up, I'm sure a bunch of Instagram content on that personal Instagram slash my YouTube Instagram. It kind of serves as both. Everything besides the change the caption only content goes on that at Grace Danielle YT and I'm going to have so many fun festival pics. I don't think I'm going to be vlogging. I don't think I have a camera that would be let in the venue besides my phone. So I think I'm going to more so do TikToks and Instagrams for this particular festival, but I'm very excited for it. And then just a little announcement to go along with that because of when you guys are going to be listening to this versus when I'm recording, I am planning to do a huge summer sale on my change caption Etsy shop on Monday, the day y'all are listening to this. So that should be up for a week or so. I want to do a huge clear out so I can release some new summer products and do like a summer drop. I haven't done a drop since like Christmas time. Um, y'all were loving those stormy cups for the longest time. That was like my biggest bestseller I've ever had. And I'm ready to transition into some summer styles, probably some new summer cups some new summer probably bag stickers things like that so that's gonna be super fun so definitely go check out the summer sale because there are so many good items that I honestly just didn't advertise very much or stopped advertising after a week or so and I have tons of leftovers super cute like puppy bandanas stickers hoodies all sorts of things so if you guys love shopping small definitely go check that out Okay, getting right into the intro for this week's podcast. Let's start with my current favorite. Okay, this is going to seem so random. I don't think I've done like a food favorite on here, but everything bagel hummus. I have been actually obsessed. I've gone through like a tub a week for the past few weeks. It is just, ugh, getting that is just my love language right now. Like I love it. It's delicious. It makes my day. It's a perfect snack. It's a perfect meal. So if you are in need of like a new summer treat, especially because this would be such a good little snack to take down to like the pool with you, everything bagel hummus they sell at Walmart. Mm, it is so good. All right, moving into this week's high and low, starting with the low because we like to acknowledge the real and ending on that high because here at Change the Caption, we like to focus on the good stuff. So my low this past week was quite the little situation. So basically, I had this rash appear on my stomach earlier this past week, and I was freaking out about it. If you know me um, from watching my YouTube videos, probably more so TikTok. I don't actually think I really talk about it on my YouTube, but I definitely have made TikToks about it. I am so bad about self-diagnosing. Like when I say if absolutely anything's wrong at all, I Google it and it makes me feel so much worse. I truly mean it. So basically with this like little rash I had going, I mean, I just, I had thought of every possible worst case scenario of what could be wrong with me. I was freaking out. I let it go for like two days and then my friends were like, oh, you should probably go to the doctor for that. And then my mom was like, you need to just go to the doctor for that. And 
message to future grace like stop googling whenever something's wrong and just literally go because you feel so much better after and it's literally like way less anxiety to get it done with than to google every single thing that could possibly be wrong with you and I literally just went to like convenient care like it literally was not that deep but I have this extreme fear of doctors like so bad my white coat syndrome is out of this world like if I go to the doctor um, this is one of the first times and I had a really positive experience probably in a few years that I've gone to the doctor and they haven't kept me longer and not allowed me to leave because my blood pressure gets so high because I'm literally so anxious in the presence of doctors, lab coats, any medical type building. It could literally be the dermatologist and I might pass out. Like I have passed out at multiple doctor's appointments where nothing like invasive or crazy was happening. Like I just, the environment is not the vibes for me. I'm like, stop. It's not the vibes. So I don't know. I had such a positive experience at this particular convenient care though, because they literally, I just like tell them ahead of time. Like I always do. Most doctors don't really listen. Like, okay, my blood pressure is going to be really high, but I checked it at home. It's all good. Blah, blah, blah. Told them. And they were like, oh, no worries. It's just white coat syndrome. Like we won't be worried about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thanks for actually listening. Because I feel like sometimes you're the doctor and you're like, are you even listening to me? So I had a much more positive experience than I expected. But basically, long story short, what ended up being wrong with me is that I'm having some sort of like basically something she said irritated my skin. Like perhaps it was from outside or fabric or whatever the case may be. She's like, it's like a bit of like an allergic reaction type thing. So I got on this like steroid medication for it. It's only two days, two days into it. But my low of all of this besides the panic that ensued because I... I felt slightly off is this medicine is not the vibes for me like I have to finish it obviously because I started and I want to um, like fix my issue but it is a steroid and I literally multiple things so one I like can't sleep like she told me it'd probably make me jittery and feel like I wasn't very tired it's imagine drinking like xxxl coffee and like that's what I'm working with so yeah needless to say I didn't sleep very well last night and I literally woke up at like 6 a.m fully awake like I know that's not even that early but I've been so tired recently that was like crazy especially because I stayed up super late because I couldn't fall asleep um so that's just one thing I feel like kind of bad because I feel like I'm not getting like the full rest that I need on it but it also what makes the biggest thing is like it makes my heart race like a lot and so I'm someone who's like overly anxious kind of. so it just made me like very aware when I was trying to fall asleep and then today I was trying to go to the gym and I literally only lasted like 30 minutes because it felt like I was gonna freak out because it was like my heart rate was already kind of faster and then I tried to work out on top of it and so it was super high and I was like oh, I'm about to have a panic attack so working out was not totally the vibe on it it makes my appetite like huge which I'm like I don't mind. I just don't want to give myself stomach aches because I'm like not in tune with how hungry I am, if that makes sense. It's just like a weird thing. And yeah, so very strange. I will say the only pro to this whole situation of being on this medication is that I have so much to do since I'm leaving for this trip and I'm not as tired as I usually am. So I've been able to like wake up early and get a lot more done. But sorry, that low was super long. Basically just as being on this medication and this whole situation is just a low and just a bummer. But also I'm so thankful because in my mind, it's going to be something way worse. So I'm not complaining at all. I'd way rather this than something else be wrong with me. It's literally the most minimal thing ever. I just will be happy to be back to like my natural self and not on any kind of medicine. And then moving into my high, I'm sure on next week's it will be the music festival I attended, but 
This week's is kind of the opposite and it's just that I've had like a lot of downtime and rest time and like peaceful time with friends. Me and my friends have been going on like hot girl walks, walks, I can't talk, all the time together which has been so fun and I'm also just having some like nice relaxing alone time, actually watching shows. I was reflecting on that yesterday, like I'm someone who does not watch TV, I don't watch movies, I just like can't chill like that and I have been so chill, let me just say. I've watched like multiple series recently which is crazy. If you hear my dog crying... She's fine. My other dog went outside, so she's freaking out. But that should stop soon if y'all can hear that. But yeah, just like being home and restful. Nothing beats like being back in your hometown and like laying in bed and watching a TV show and like not having a list five miles long of things you need to take care of and things that you need to do. So it's definitely been the vibe. A goal I currently have, I've been kind of forgetting to do this segment, I think, but a goal that I have, as talked about earlier in this episode, is to do that big summer drop sale on my Etsy shop, as well as I really want to come up with a bunch of summer items for a summer drop. I don't have those items ready, um, so I'm going to be preparing all that while I'm doing the summer sale. So uh, yeah, if you guys want to go over the Instagram, I'm definitely going to ask like what you all want to see in that summer collection, but I'm very excited about it. All right, moving into this week's quote of the week. It's something that's over said on the internet a lot, but I think that the meaning behind it is actually really important and we can kind of dig deeper into that. And it is, if they wanted to, they would. Now, there's a lot of situations where I actually believe that this fully applies. And I know some people don't agree with it, but I want this to begin to apply for yourself in your life and others. And here's my reason. I understand that a lot of people don't act on things that are important to them that they want to do. But are these the kind of people that we want to fill ourselves, fill our circle with? Perhaps especially in like a romantic setting. Don't you want someone who like knows who they are and is confident in who they are and knows what they want and goes full chase at getting that not someone who is too like eh, maybe we don't want any like halvesies in our lives now the thing is this also applies to ourselves though which is really important to note because I am someone that if I want to I will and I think we all should start practicing this and then we could also rely on the saying more because we'd realize that more people are acting on who they really are instead of you know clouding themselves with what they think that they should do and think what others want to see um for me if I want to do I will like on spring break if I when I wanted to go to Mexico I didn't have a passport I figured it out when I went if my friends are having people over and I have a ton of work to do I'm gonna figure it out so that I can get the work done and I can go like for me if I want to do something I just will in the spring when I was teaching spin instructing classes at six in the morning if I wanted to go out the night before now I might not feel the best the next day but if I wanted to I would so I would make it happen and I would make sure that I still taught the best class of my life and I also would make sure I had fun out with friends and it's really like what matters to you you'll make space for and so I know that sometimes when they want to do something and they won't do it but is that person someone who's really ready to be part of your life yet anyways because they're not so sure of themselves and are you if you're not acting on you know, if you want to, you will, obviously, if it's something that makes sense for your life and is bettering your life or something that you are just like very sure of yourself about, like maybe you're not ready to be an addition in any way 
until you figure that out for yourself too. And I'm not like coming at y'all in like an attacking manner because I go through many waves with this. I feel like I was got really good at this this spring. And I think it's because my self-confidence in this past year has plummeted and gone like all the way up and I'm at the all the way upside now. So I'm really thankful for that. But there was definitely a point where I was not in the fall. I was not doing what I wanted to do. I was doing what I thought other people thought I should do and what made sense instead of just doing what I wanted to do. And now if I want to, I will. So if that makes sense, make it a little challenge this week I'm content this is for me self-love and also like doing prioritizing you and what you want and your confidence and things these are constant journeys this isn't just a destination that we reach like this is also my goal every single week my goal this week is like if I want to do something do it if I want to say something say it um and just make action where you see action fit so yeah that's this week's quote of the week all right, y'all. So moving in to the solicited advice section of today's podcast, let's get right on into it. So I asked for these, like I said, over on at change caption Instagram, if you guys want to be a part of future advice episodes, definitely follow me. I was going to say us, but let's be real. This is a solo rant team. Follow me over there. So question number one this week, I'm also going to be answering these anonymously, so I won't be sharing who sent these in, um, just to like protect their privacy and everything like that. So the first one was how to manage college, social life, work, and me time. And I wanted to start with this one because I think this really, first of all, a big part of starting this is that if you want to, you will mindset. So which part of these areas are important to you? Why are they your priorities? And if they're priorities, make space for them because they're going to like last you the long run and they're part of who you are. So for me, especially during the school year when I'm managing all my social media work, my spin instructor job, school, friendships, social life, keeping close with my family, a huge one is time management. Time blocking helps me so, so, so much. A to-do list is so helpful. I like to delete things off of it. So I've been recently doing a digital one so I can just like clear each task as I do it. And it makes me feel like lighter throughout the day that the list gets shorter and shorter for time blocking. A lot of times I'll use a paper planner though. So it kind of depends what I like need and want on that specific day, but I'd really recommend trying that. I like to have an overall calendar view with the most important things on it. So if there's a plan I've made with a friend, like going to get coffee, that makes it on the big calendar. Um, if I have a test coming up, if I have a big project coming up, if I'm teaching spin things that I like, I need to do, if I want to, I will, and I want to do these things and I need to do them. Um, they go on my big calendar and I think it can be really overwhelming sometimes to stay on top of all these things, along with what I really am, am, um, enjoyed about this question was they said, and me time, because to me, that is also very important along with all of these other priorities in life. You can't be your best self if you're pouring from an empty cup. And so, to prioritize all these other areas of our life, we do have to prioritize ourselves and our me time too. So a really big way that I made time for this, um, especially during the school year, now it happens a little more naturally because I'm not juggling as much in the summer is all social media work for me. And so it's a huge step back from what I do during like the academic calendar time of year is that I give myself an off time. So it applies for tests, homework, projects, everything, everything except for like social things, if that's going to fuel me on that specific day. My me time is the, is like reserved for like early mornings and nighttime and I clock in and out is how I view it. I, when I'm doing the stuff that is work-based for me, I'm into it. I'm paying attention. I'm all in. And when I'm not, I'm not. So giving yourself almost like fake hours, even if you are a student or a part-time worker or whatever the case may be so that you can follow this like outline for yourself that when a certain time of day comes, you're done, you're putting on a TV show, you're doing some skincare and you're like kicked back and relaxed because like I said, a huge part of management for yourself and like 
basically creating happiness for yourself is managing that me time and giving yourself that time also. The next question is how to know if your significant other is taking the relationship seriously. I love talking about things relationships. I just think it's so fun. Um, also, all of my advice in this episode is also just of course, from my personal experiences, I am a 21 year old. So I've experienced a lot of different things. I've had multiple, multiple boyfriends. I've done a lot of dating over basically since I was like in high school. Um, but doesn't mean like the master and everything, but these are just my perspectives and my points of views, what I figured out in my own life. Um, but for me, how to know if your significant other is taking the relationship seriously is just first and foremost, ask. I think this is step number one. If somebody is important enough in your life to be your significant other and trustworthy enough that you are comfortable enough in this space to consider them your significant other, I think it's really important that we go ahead and ask those hard questions. And yes, I have been guilty of not wanting to do this in the past, but I think I've gotten to a point where it's like knowing your worth, knowing who you are, knowing what you want, and you should expect that from another person as well. And there's no shame in asking when you want to know something. So I think the biggest thing in relationships in general is instead of always being like, how do I bring this up? Like just bring it up. If it's something that matters to you, if it's important to you, say it because you'll have peace afterwards. And also you can tell a lot by someone's reaction. Like if you ask someone this question and they get really offended, you might be like, do you really know what you want? Or maybe it's, even if it's not the answer that you want, wouldn't you want to know if someone wasn't taking something seriously that you personally were feeling seriously about? So it's a lot easier to stay on the same page when we're open and communicative. And maybe they haven't asked because they're not quite sure yet. And I know sometimes when I haven't asked, it's because I'm not quite sure yet. And I don't necessarily want an answer. But if somebody were to ask me, I would be open and honest because I respect that person and I respect that time. And I think that's what we should like all be willing to give each other. Another way that you can tell if your significant other is taking your relationship seriously is actions because I will say step one is words and I really think personally for someone to be worthy of being your significant other their words need to match up with their actions and it shouldn't be one or the other but if you have noticed that the individual has had a habit of saying things they don't really mean or just saying things to like make the vibe comfortable and make things just easy instead of like what they really think maybe observing their actions could be really important here and either way to make sure their actions and their words are lining up think of how you treat people that are important to you I think about this all the time for me if someone's important to me I'm really willing to like set anything aside to make sure that they realize that they're a priority in my life to spend time with them to make them feel like valued and important and are they doing that for you are they like reciprocating what you put towards them and yes people express love and care in different ways but there has to be ways, you know, someone's way of expressing that they care about you isn't going to be nothing because one in your life, have you cared about someone, your significant others, especially so much, but just purposely done absolutely nothing to show that you care, you wouldn't do that. So if they really care about you, there's going to be actions that are taking things seriously. There's going to be actual actions. Perhaps it's like they're actually making dates with you and they're making plans and the way that they are talking with you over the course of time, instead of just like, what are you doing right now all the time? Like maybe they get take things like a little more deeper with you, especially if you're in this stage where you're serious about it, if that makes sense. So yeah, that is a few ways that I personally would like kind of judge the situation myself. There's a lot of like relationshipy questions in here. So the next one is red flags and green flags to look out for. Let's start out with some green flags. So I think just off the bat, some green flags in dating as somebody who is very sure of themselves and confident in themselves, because as we've talked about, 
that person probably really knows what they want. And so when they say something to you, they can fully mean it. I think a green flag is if someone's friend circle knows about you, it could be their friends or their family, whichever one like makes sense in the time period and like seriousness, seriousness level and other things of your life. Right now, I think other people publicly knowing about you is a really big green flag if you're truly interested in somebody. A green flag would be somebody making constant or very repetitive action to maintain conversation with you. Not everybody's a texting person or phone person, but like if you are in the beginning stages with someone and they're not putting any effort to communicate like more than once a day, that is a major red flag to me. A major red flag to me is also if somebody seems very undriven and unmotivated. This is just personally because of the list of things that I'm looking for in someone else. And I understand that we all go in flows of things like this, but I just don't think that's the time for me that I would be wanting to look for a relationship with that person because I think everyone should have their time to like work on them and figuring themselves out first. And for me, I would see this as they're still in that progress. And there's been many times I've been the one in that progress. So I'm not coming to anybody's neck with this one. I just personally would see that as like a red flag turn off. Like, ooh, not really sure if this is the person that I'm trying to date. A huge red flag to me is small lies in the beginning. I don't care. Lies are my biggest thing. I always say this. For me, I would rather someone say something very mean to my face than sugarcoat it with all these little white lies. Like, just be straight up with me. I just want to know what's really going on, what you really think. I want the truth. And I think a huge thing for me is if you can lie about all these small things, it's going to make it a lot easier to lie about something bigger down the line. Or it just also shows that you're comfortable lying and for me honestly in the beginning stages if I even catch you in a white lie like it's just done that's not something that I'm willing to stick around for or keep space for like mm, no no thanks like lying is just mm, it's it's a blazing red one a red flag slash green flag depending on what you observe is if you are interested in someone in the beginning stages of talking um observe how they treat people who aren't you because right now they're probably in this like honeymoon hard eyes version of themselves towards you because they're trying to impress you but how do they treat the people that they're not trying to impress how do they impress their long how do they treat their longtime friends how do they treat their family how do they talk about their longtime friends or people it doesn't have to be even family or friends like whoever in their life is important to them that you see around them they spend a lot of time with or people that seem to do a lot for them how do they treat those people because that can very easily become how they treat you down the line and so it's kind of an easy way to observe this person right off the bat I think a huge red flag depending on the scenario but is somebody who has a lot of of negative things to say about their ex let's not get it twisted we all have exes that we don't like and maybe if somebody specifically asks asks about this ex you'll be like mm, mm -mm, that was a regret that's fine but somebody who constantly brings up things about this person to me I'm just like well if we break up or if we don't work out you're gonna eventually be talking smack on me so not loving that um just it's not the vibes for me like I said, everyone has an ex they don't love. But also, if they call their exes crazy, that one, really bad. Or if all of their exes they hate. Like, we all have someone that we're like, why did I do that? Was not treated the best. Or maybe this there was someone who was actually truly so bad. And that is very fair. You can have open, honest conversations about this. So I'm not saying, like, lie to someone so that you can fit this mold for someone else. It's more so somebody, especially for me, in my opinion, guys, when they hate all their exes or think all their exes are crazy, I'm like, hmm, 
every single girl you've dated is crazy. I just have a hard time personally believing that. So I think somebody who can also say really kind words about certain exes takes away from the red flag of like most people have had one really bad dating experience, which I think is a really important conversation to have to feel closer to each other. And to be honest, like I said, but you got to keep an eye out for those people who, especially the crazy comment, someone's like, my exes are all crazy. I'm like, are they? Or are you going to say I'm crazy like two months from now? Let's see. <laughs> okay, I could go on and on with this these kind of lists. So let's move into some green flags. Um, this one kind of goes with what I was saying before, but I think a huge green flag is someone who treats the people that matter to them very well. I think a green flag is someone who treats anyone in like the service industry, like waitresses, someone at restaurants, any workers that you come across, really in any scenario. Someone who treats these people well, huge green flag to me. A green flag would be somebody who maintains constant effort towards me now this is not an everyday thing because that's like obsessive and strange and that is a red flag but I'm meaning somebody who always makes you feel comfortable in the fact that you feel like you're being pursued and the interest is there and you're not having to like look for it or like dig around to see if they really care to talk to you like they're putting that effort forward that's a huge green flag here's a huge green flag I found for myself if somebody if I don't have to melt the truth with people that I love when I'm sharing about this person you know many people that I have been in the talking stage with and I have sugarcoated so many things that have happened with them or made them seem completely fine to people in my life when I actively don't feel like it's fine and I actively like am not okay with it but I want to make them seem better if you have to make someone seem better than they are before you're even dating or even when you're dating they they're not it like we we all deserve people who are like, actually, that too good to be true. Not that, mm, let me fudge the truth to my mom and make you sound better than you are or justify your actions when really I deserve better than that. Another green flag for me is somebody is putting someone in a situation where they would get upset and obviously not doing something super toxic, but maybe it's even something that someone else does to them, but always keeping this observing cap on and seeing how they respond. Because a green flag to me is someone who responds in situations where some people kind of flip out and can be super rude in like a very calm manner, because this is how they're also going to react in situations where things could get very explosively angry or something more serious. And this might sound like a small weird one, but seriously, I pay so much attention to this because I've dated many ends of the spectrum with this and somebody who like you do a little thing and they get so irritated with you and they're like very harsh about it and not kind like especially even in like a public setting that is just not gonna work that is not a green flag baby that is not what we're going with so somebody who just responds to negative situations or unpleasant things pleasantly mm, that is shiny green for me Okay, and lastly, my last red, green, not red, green flag I want to share is somebody that makes you feel pursued in a way that is not questionable and you're not like unsure. Someone who's very transparent and consistent. I think somebody who is hot one day, cold one day, is I always personally assume, as I've done this to people, I'm we're all guilty of this, but who's maybe just wanting like attention or like a very quick, fun, flirty moment. But somebody who's hot and cold, you deserve someone who's hot all the time towards you and consistent. It makes you feel comfortable in that. It doesn't make you like question every single day, like, oh wait, did they actually like not vibe with me? Do they actually think I'm annoying? Like we don't deserve that energy. We're leaving that energy in the past. We're not taking it with us. Like a green flag is somebody who makes you feel very confident in whatever is going on. Okay, next question. Seriously, there is so many relationship ones today, but it's new relationship anxiety. How can I control it and not get anxious when I think about it? I think 
something that we all need to do and I have finally gotten to this point after trust me a lot of dating to figure this out when it's a new relationship there's not a lot on the line either it works out or it doesn't and I think we need to stop putting so much pressure on it has to work out because I think when we put this pressure on it we can see it through these rose colored glasses where you're not really observing if this person is what you want and instead you're constantly trying to get the validation that you're what they want so many times I think even on like first dates girls will be like oh I don't know like if he likes me or he was into it did you like him though like were you into it instead of like giving such space to always wonder what they're thinking like give yourself more time to unpack how you're feeling are you into it was that fun for you do you actually like them or are you looking for the validation back that they like you that one's an earlier on question but the anxiety in the actual beginning of a relationship trust me I've had it and there's just so many uncertainties in the beginning and I've been in so many relationships where I'm like oh, once we get to like three four months I'm gonna feel so much more comfortable and it's like yes that's true but first of all the beginning is really fun because you're so like enjoy the fun parts of it because you're in this like honeymoon stage where it's like you are just so excited to get to spend so much time with this person there's so many conversations you haven't had yet so many things you're still figuring out so I think instead of going at new relationships feeling anxious and being so worried about not working out just really spending that time like exploring how this makes you feel who this person is and you're still dating this person so like you're still looking to be impressed you're still looking for this person to mark off all of your green flags and not mark off those red flag moments so I think more like actively dating them in the sense that like you're making sure you're happy instead of the relationship anxiety I think often stems from do they still like me am I good enough am I like what they deserve because baby you are Next question is, how do you know that the changes in your social life are good and beneficial ones? So this was a kind of like indirect question, so I'm not 100% sure what they meant by this, but the track that I'm going to go off with this is perhaps maybe your friend groups changed and you're trying to decide if this is a good and beneficial change. And the number one thing for me is that friends who are not putting in effort or don't want to be there don't deserve a spot with you. They don't need to be there. And so any friend is better than a friend that doesn't want to be around you and isn't giving you what you deserve out of a friendship and not making you feel wanted and loved and cared for um so I think a positive change would just be friends who are treating you the way you want to be treated I think the biggest way to know that the changes are good is if you are reflecting on how your new social setting is treating you and you're getting treated better Also, as I always say, it is better to be lonely than to be with people who make you feel alone. So if you're with people who are making you feel alone all the time and you're not thinking that this social life you're currently living is beneficial to you, change it. Like we're so, as humans, we can feel so stuck and like you're not stuck. You can change everything like today. Like you could literally quit your job, meet a new friend group go up and say hi to someone new, go on a date with a new guy, like you're not stuck. So I think a big way to know if your new changes in your social life are good is if you take some time to self-reflect on how you feel now versus how maybe you felt before this change happened and see if things are more positive or if they're not because if they're not, you can switch it up again or maybe they are positive. Okay, so next one is a kind of longer one. This is going to be our last question for today's solicited advice episode. It's kind of a longer one and it kind of relates to that anxiety in the beginning of a relationship question but I wanted to read the whole thing so this one says so I'm just starting out a relationship this guy expressed interest in me around January and I never really followed up he is still interested in me and a couple days ago we went and hung out with my friend and her boyfriend too it was a good time but I was super tired and not really in the mood to do anything fun 
Afterwards, he asked if I would want to hang out again, and I said yes, and we exchanged numbers. Now today, he asked me to hang out, and I got so anxious. My heart was beating a mile a minute, and my brain ran in circles, and I ended up saying that tonight wouldn't work. I feel really bad, and I regret saying no, but do you have any advice for how to stop being anxious in a new relationship? I really want this to work out, too. Thank you so much if you can help. Okay, I think... We all relate to this, especially in my earlier stages of dating because I wasn't as comfortable with the concept of dating. I would get so nervous if I was about to hang out with someone that I was interested in. Like, it, I agree with what you're going through here. It was to a point where I was like, I would rather not get this nervous feeling and not hang out with them than, like, actually confront this nervous feeling and, like, say yes to hanging out. But here's the thing. I have begun someone, especially in dating, who thinks worst-case scenarios. First of all, worst case you hang out with him and it's super weird. Okay, well then, instead of having, like, a phone pen pal, you realize that you two don't click and you won't waste so much time putting energy into this one person and talking to this one person. And you can be like, okay, the vibe is just not there between us. I think you do have to have that in-person time together to see if it is. So giving yourself the chance of this. And like I said, like, worst case, it's horrible. Well, then never again. Also... I think not worst case, I think most cases, it might be awkward for the first like five or 10 minutes. Honestly, when you catch up with a friend you haven't seen in forever, it can be awkward in the first five, 10 minutes. Number one, I learned this from Miss The Jar on TikTok, but things are only awkward if you like decide to assign the word awkward or embarrassing to it. Like you get to decide how you feel. So maybe it's just like a little slower of a connection in the start and like that's okay. We don't have to put so much pressure on like wowing the socks off of someone in the first five minutes. I think the biggest thing with this question is that one, say yes, because it could be if you're comfortable with this person, and you think this is a good person to spend time with, like worst case, if it's awkward, you'll get like a feel engaged of the relationship. But best case, you could hang out with them and you could find out this is actually a really good match. And I think also reflecting on, yes, it can be super anxiety inducing to hang out with someone, especially someone that you're interested in or have a crush on. But if you don't and you really like them right now, the worst case already happens because you're never going to date them. You're never going to have any sort of relationship with them. So it kind of makes the worst case scenario the only scenario that can come out of it instead of, okay, if you hang out, you might be super anxious and nervous and you might act a little bit weird in the beginning. We've all been there, but you get the chance to see if there's actually something real instead of, I'm so nervous that this is just already off the play because you didn't even give it that chance. Some things I like to personally do before a date, first date, hanging out with someone that I'm interested in. Listen to some pumped up music that makes you feel hot. I like to feel confident in the way that I look. So maybe doing like my hair or makeup or wearing an outfit that makes me feel happy. I like to plan an activity that I'm like most comfortable doing. This is super weird, but I personally love eating like fast food in the car with someone I feel like that's how I like have like a lot of good deep conversations with people so like I personally a lot of the times would rather sit in the car and eat with someone than go inside and go on a date and like that's fine like that's my cup of tea so figure out what like your cup of tea is set up a date that is something that you're like comfortable with if that makes sense and which makes you feel less weird even though you're gonna feel weird because it's one of your first dates with this person um yeah, and overall, probably also calling up a friend. I've done this a few times, like get a little hype up before you hang out with someone or like text with them or send some Snapchat videos and like get yourself feeling like ready for this and remember who you are. 
All right, y'all. So that is all the advice questions I'm going to be answering for today's episode. I had so much fun. I want to do more episodes like this because I feel like we're like hanging out and it's as much more like interactive because I'm getting to like directly talk to y'all, but y'all are so loved, so worthy. And if you guys have been having a rough time, just know that better days are coming, better things are ahead. And yeah, I love y'all so much and I'll see you in next week's episode.